0: People just like you and me can find themselves suddenly thrust into terrifying and unexplained
1: situations.
2: We've gathered some of the creepiest stories from around the internet.
1: These are the tales of their misfortune.
0: Hi, I'm Connor.
1: I'm Rebecca. And I'm Cheyenne.
0: And this is Into Into the the Night. Night. Our first story is a close encounter told by user Dusty Bronco on the No Sleep subreddit. No Sleep is a forum where people share their original spooky stories. Last night, I recorded a thunderstorm from my backyard. Something's wrong with the footage. Growing up, I've always loved thunderstorms. There's something about heavy rain, the boom of thunder, and flashes of lightning that grips a very primal fight or flight fear in me and I live for every second of it. That's why I decided to put my new phone to use and record slow-mo snippets of the storm, hoping to get some cool footage to show off on a few subreddits I follow. I had no idea what I was about to find. I slipped my phone in a waterproof case and set it up on a tripod in my backyard. I switched to slow-mo, pressed record, and hurried back inside. I carefully framed about half of the shot to be of the sky in the other half of my yard. I figured it would be really cool and even a little spooky to see the lightning illuminate the grass, trees, and our garden ornaments. Back inside, I turned off the TV and all the lights and just soaked in the ambiance. The rain pounded against the glass while the thunder rattled the panes. Brilliant flashes of lightning bathed the yard in light, shooting wicked shadows in its wake and leaving behind only darkness. This storm was everything I hoped it would be. I only hoped that my footage would hold up. After a good 20 minutes, I figured I would probably recorded the best parts of it and that I should bring it back inside before I run out of memory. I dashed outside, grabbed the tripod and phone, and tried to slide open the door and move inside in one swift motion. Regrettably, this resulted in me throwing the door open and slipping into the cold muddy water just a foot from my warm welcoming house. It didn't even cross my mind to hurry inside. I was too preoccupied with the fact that I might have cracked my phone to care that I was getting soaked. I inspected the camera lens, all good, no scratches, and flipped it to check the main screen. All clear. Good. Inside we go. After a quick change of clothes, I hook my phone up to my computer and start to go through the footage. The first minute and a half are just rain noises, some thunder booming in the distance, and pitch blackness. When I saw the first lightning flash, I felt a chill run down my spine. At the end of my yard, there was, very clearly, someone who appeared to be standing still, facing away from the camera. I froze playback. The burst of light was enough to show matted hair and ripped clothes smeared with mud, but not much else. I know there was nobody out there. My yard is fenced in, the gate old and rusted, screeches when opened, and I would have heard. There's nothing out there taller than two feet at most, other than a few trees so what the hell was i seeing i resume playback with the next flash i can see the figure moving i can make out a little more now it appears to be an elderly woman she doesn't look like one of my neighbors with the next bolt she's not too much further but is shuffling around slowly as if she's lost or confused i run downstairs and turn on the backyard porch light i scan through the rain and see nothing but my yard there's nobody here I returned to my computer and I continued to see this elderly woman with each burst of lightning. She appeared to be shambling in circles, but not close enough for the camera to render any detail. Finally, about 16 minutes in, she wandered closer to the camera. A lightning flash from the front of the house lit her features, and the camera took a split second to focus on her. Her eyes were a dull and cloudy gray. Her hair, disheveled and beset with clumps of dirt, framed her gaunt and rotting face. Patches of flesh were missing from her cheeks and neck. A giant chunk appeared to have been ripped from her torso, which allowed her ribs to catch and reflect the light. They guarded an empty cavern. For what felt like an eternity, I couldn't rip my eyes away, and once again darkness fell on the yard. The video continued as I sat, my mind reeling trying to comprehend what I saw. I watched the whole yard as I recorded and saw no one. Did I miss her, or is this a glitch? A prank? can't be that makes no sense. Then as I continue to watch the footage, from my speakers, I hear my door slide open. She stops in her tracks and cranes her head, looking towards the source of the noise. By the time I see the feed lift up and move from its spot, she was nowhere in sight. I nearly jump from my chair when the video feed slams into the ground. I forgot I dropped it. I see a close-up of my scared face as I scan the camera lens. Something brushes by my shoulder, barely out of focus. The video flips as I inspect the front screen, and shows her slip into the open door, into my house, disappearing into the dark. I hear the door close behind me, and the video ends on a shot of the empty living room. I shut my screen off. I unplug my phone and threw it in the trash. I sat still, a thought scraping at my mind, a feeling I can't ignore. I feel cold.
2: Our next encounter is another no-sleep story submitted by user Crawdore 23 Something weird is happening on my cruise ship. I'm a picky eater, always have been, and always will be. When I was growing up, I would never eat anything that wasn't prepackaged. A couple of my friend's parents, when I was a child, gave me some crap for it, but when my parents told them about my OCD, they started letting me bring prepackaged food from home. I'm a big fan of protein bars and instant noodles. That's probably the only reason I'm even coherent enough to write all this down and hopefully post this somewhere if the Wi-Fi lasts long enough. My parents go on a cruise every year. Before now, I've never actually gone on one of those trips because of the aforementioned OCD. A new balance of medication and some more visits to my psychiatrist had gotten me to the point that I was fine drinking water that didn't come through the Brita filter in our fridge. To celebrate my recent gains, my parents decided it would be a great idea to bring me on their yearly cruise. You'll meet a cute guy, my mom said. It'll get you out of your room, my dad said. For once, I wish I had listened to the crazy voice inside my head telling me that every piece of unwrapped food is going to give me Ebola. Much to my delight, my parents decided to do an Alaskan cruise line this year. There wouldn't be any need to force myself into a bathing suit unless I decided to go into the lukewarm, waterborne pathogen filled water of the indoor swimming pool. This girl isn't going to catch Crypto or Giardia because some kid's parents decided that a visit to the pool was a good substitute for a bath. But I'm getting off the point. So I'm on this cruise with my parents and it's fine for the first five days. It's actually nice to go outside because it's not hot as balls and the arcade room isn't half bad. I thought I would be able to stand it. And then people started getting stupid. I spent most of my time in the arcade room on the ship, and it was always the same groups of people who went in there, the anti-outdoor teenagers and the families that want to wear out their little kids before their evening drinking. I had been going through all the different arcade machines, making my marks on the high score charts of the various rail shooters and classic platformers. I got bored after the third day and decided to try the obviously rigged ticket games like skee-ball and such. I went on a streak and managed to get a ridiculous 537 tickets. I was so excited to spend the damn things, I almost screamed at the guy behind the counter where you spend the tickets. I thought I had been pretty loud when I tried to get the guy in the Ferrelli Entertainment shirts attention, but he didn't turn around. Hello? I tried again. He stared off towards a flashing time crisis machine. I was getting pretty annoyed at this point and snapped my fingers halfway between my face and his. I'm not normally the type of person to do this. this guy had been ignoring me for a full 30 seconds. I know I don't usually set off anyone's radar with my stellar looks, but this was absolutely ridiculous. The snap seemed to get at least some of his attention because he turned his head. Uh Uh-huh, was the only thing that he seemed to be able to muster. This guy must have snuck some really good pot onto the ship. Dude, I put the pile of tickets on the counter. I know it must suck doing this day in and day out, but could you please do your damn job and count the goddamn tickets? I didn't need him to count the tickets, of course, but I knew he wouldn't let me get away with telling him I had exactly 537. He stared at the tickets on the counter like he had never seen them before. I got tired of this routine pretty fast and just pointed at a small BB-8 plushie that was 500 tickets. He looked at where I was pointing and picked one up and handed it to me. As weirded out as I was at the time, I just thought he was really stoned. It happened again the next day when I went to the little convenience shop they have on the top level to grab some more protein bars and Cheetos. Same type of thing. The guy in the Stripes convenience shirt was just staring at a small TV screen. I actually had to nudge him in the shoulder before he would ring me up for the snacks. Even when he did, he just took my $5 bill and didn't bother to take the change I tried to give him afterwards. I actually went on the deck trying to find my parents. They said they were going to some dance class type of thing on the deck. I did find them pretty fast but I wish I hadn't. Everyone was slow dancing to some shitty 80s power ballad, and all their eyes had that same vacant look as the ticket taker and the convenience store guy, even my dear old mom and dad. They moved in simple slow shuffles and stared at nothing. There was only one person who didn't have that vacant stare, the young blonde lady on the microphone wearing the Alaskan Cruise Line shirt. She was just as hyper as you would expect her to be, She yelled random dance moves enthusiastically at the crowd of shuffling zombies that failed to follow any of her instructions. This was freaking me out, so I left to go back to our room. On my way back, I saw zombie-eyed passengers everywhere. In the bar, being served alcohol by cheery bartenders in Alaskan Cruise Line shirts. Floating in the indoor pool, being watched by cheery lifeguards in Alaskan Cruise Line swimsuits. I don't think any of them saw me, maybe it doesn't matter. Either way, I'm locked in our room and I haven't been out of here in days. I just exhausted the last of the overpriced mini fridge items. I'm still able to charge my phone, but that's not much help when the internet is so spotty. I haven't been able to make a phone call the entire time, and only catch the internet on for about a minute at a time. We are on day 10 of a 7 day cruise. I'm the only person who hasn't eaten anything that the cruise line people have made. That's the only reason I can tell as to how all this happened. As soon as I have a chance to post this, I'm going to go look for food. If you see this, don't ever go on an Alaskan cruise line.
1: Finally, we have a post by Myrtle Wilson from the Let's Not Meet subreddit. Let's Not Meet is a subreddit where people share their real-life close encounters with dangerous and creepy situations. For more of this Redditor's content, you can find a link to their subreddit in the information panel for this episode. But honey, I am your mom. I don't remember how old I was, just that I was small enough to fit in the front baby seat of a grocery cart. That would put us in the late 90s, early 2000s. I was grocery shopping with my mom at a Costco. For those of you who don't know, the chain is basically a huge warehouse where everything is sold in bulk. Food, clothes, books, etc. It's basically a Walmart, but if Walmart sold cereal boxes in counts of three or frozen dinners by the dozen. My mom had a habit of pulling her grocery cart down to one side of the aisle in stores and then walking the length of the shelves, picking what she wants, and then coming back to the cart and dumping it all in the basket. I don't get why she does this, but hey, moms do weird things. So I may be 4 or 5 sitting in the front basket playing with my Game Boy Color when she pulls over to the fruit display and tells me that she's going to look at the different deals. I wasn't a very fidgety kid, so I said no problem. She's gone for a couple of minutes and I was absorbed in Pokemon, so I didn't really notice her walk up until the cart starts moving. Being a kid, I instinctively trust my mom is the one pushing the cart. I was wrong. After a moment or two, I catch out of the corner of my eye her red nails. This is a problem because my mom never paints her nails and never ever wears them long. I look up. The lady pushing the cart is a little older than my mother. Same curly black hair, but pulled into a ponytail at the nape of her neck. I still remember that she had tanned Italian type skin with thick red lips, a heavy coat of eyeliner, and brown eyes. She was pretty skinny, her teeth were yellow, and she smelled like B.O. This wasn't my mom, and I said so very loudly. She laughed and looked around and pushed the cart a little faster. I said it again, and she looked me dead in the eyes and said, Oh, sweetie, what game are you playing? I am your mom. The way Costco is set up is that in the produce area, instead of aisles, they're more like islands. They're large square setups that you can see the entire length of if you walk in that area. So of course, I can see my actual mother a few displays away. As loud as I could remember yelling, I screamed, MOM! And watched her head whip around to look at me, right as this lady is trying to cover my mouth with her hand. I don't know if she decided then that I wasn't worth it because I was so noisy, or if looking at my mother charging from a few displays over scared her, but this woman squeezed her hand around my little face once, let go, and then booked it. My mom comes running up to me and starts asking me a million questions at once, and my little brain thinks all of a sudden that I'm in trouble for using my outdoor voice inside, because she looks so mad, so I started to cry. By the time she calmed me down, the lady was already gone. My mom reported her to the head of security, which did Buckus. The store never found her inside, and security cam footage showed her leaving, but never with anyone else. I don't know why she picked me, or what it would have been for, but I'm just glad my real mom ended up scaring her away. So to the lady that tried to kidnap me from the Costco produce section claiming to be my mother? Let's not meet again.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Into the Night podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please show your support by sharing this episode and leaving us a review.
1: If you'd like to support the production of this podcast directly, visit us on Patreon.